Hello, Potter's Podcast is here. We're back again. We don't disappear. We're not like the rest of them. We don't go missing. We're here. We're discussing football matters. Not a rumour, is that the truth? Kind of. <laughs> we had a lot happened this week. It has, yeah. It's been an interesting week. We've got some football as well, which is even better. Well, we'll discuss that straight away. Stoke away at Linfield. Yeah. One 0 win. Fantastic. Yeah. Can't really ask for more than that. No, I win. People are moaning like they always do. Stoke fans because we didn't win eight 0 yeah. uh, but we should have won eight 0 Really, we had some good chances, and I really like time on the left side. Not as a defensive player, but as an offensive player. Well, I mean, from what I've seen of him in this game, he could be someone for the future on that left side. Really. Well, he, I think it suits him more where he doesn't have to do the defensive duty because I think yeah. that's where we've struggled with him. I mean, let's have a look when he came on. Against Forest, he played higher up the pitch. And he caused nothing but problems. He, he caused major problems, could cross, he made two assists. And then against Linfield, he he was causing nightmares all day. And I know it's Linfield before everyone jumps out of the thing. They're a non-league team, they are. But they're still OK. But the thing is, it, it's pretty obvious that after the Forest game, O'Neill's thought, hang on a minute. Let's have a look at time further up the pitch because that's what he's done straight away. And he's putting further up the pitch, and he's got a goal. And like I say, maybe from being dead in the water, timing he's found a position that can use him in with McLean. So because obviously McLean's still going to have that number one spot there, isn't he? Next season. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, there was a few youngsters that were played. Uh, Edwards played. Collins played. Harry Suter back from his loan played. Uh, Fox made his debut, Sorensen was in, Thompson came in as captain, Oakley Booth was in, Tyron was in, Ince was in, who I didn't even know was playing when I was watching the game, no. and Afobia was in. So really, it's a very young side. I mean, we'll go through them all. I mean, I thought Tom Edwards played well. Yeah. Uh, it's due, really. Did, didn't really play a lot of football it's last not season. Played really. a lot at all, has he? Um, I thought he was okay. I think, he, I think he must know now he's back up to Tommy Smith, whatever happens. But I'm, I'm liking how we've, we've played a friendly and he's got the kids out first. Yeah. He's obviously assessing to assess who needs to go out on loan and who he can work with. Well, I think Ince probably played more because he's already said that he can leave. So maybe it was just a matter of getting him some football. Maybe well, was... to be honest, if it was up to Michael O'Neill, I think he would have put like a, one of those things, like one of those hoarding boards around his neck. I'm for sale. <laughs> We're for sale on the front. Contact Stoke City if interested on the back. The thing is, though, mate, we can't sit here and say, oh, well, we're desperate for Ince to leave because he's not exactly a problem player off the field, is he? No, he's you not a problem I mean? player. If he's still staged, you can't really go, oh, we haven't got rid of Ince. We've got all bigger, bigger problems than, than Ince for getting rid of. I think the problem is with Tom Ince, we all know his problems, he's inconsistent. And to be honest, if we can get rid, we might as well get rid. I mean, there's rumours to Millwall. There's rumours to um, Rangers popped up as well not long ago. Uh, I don't think that any, there's any truth in them, but I think towards the end of the window, we might see Tom and Scott on loan. Yeah. But to be honest, I was I was impressed with Davies again in goal. I think Davies should keep the shirt now. I think he is, because it looks like... Yeah. I mean, I've, whoever wants Butland's. I've read today yeah. that they will accept between eight and ten. So, uh, Butland looks uh, whether it's going to be next week or the week after. He's going into, I think. I've, yeah, I think we've all got to get into that mindset now that Burnley looks like one of his chosen destinations as well. Yeah, and the, the rumours of Marshall aren't going away, so they're obviously thinking 
Marshall could be a replacement for Butland. There's maybe mm. a number two, experienced number two, who's been around a lot. I think Burnley's keeper's leaving, is it Pope? Well, Chelsea have been linked to Nick Pope. Yeah. And they're on about replacing Pope with Butland. Yeah. And um, of course, West Ham, Fabianski's now about 40, not 40, 38. 38, <laughs> getting on a bit, sort of getting, picking up niggly injuries because of his age and not sort of moving mm. right. So there's obviously a chance that one of them's going to take him. It, for me, it'll probably be West Ham. But the, you never know. The, he, could, he, he might want to go being there. I don't know why, but he might want to go being there. I'd go West Ham. I've got a sneaky feeling West Ham might do all right this season. I don't. <laughs> the thing is, when Moyes took over, and sort, he noticed towards, they had a good run of form towards the end of the season. Antonio was scoring goals for fun for him. I think they'll do all right this year. So Butland could be a good, it could be a good move for Butland. Well, I mean, as long as he goes and we get a good bit of money that we can maybe put into a decent signing, because we'll talk about the signings after. Um, the the only person that was a bit surprised with with his performance because he looked a bit edgy, he looked a bit, he looked a bit. I'm trying to think of the word. He just didn't look sharp, which was Harry Suiting. He, I think, the, the only chances they had came from mistakes from him, where he he, he seemed too eager. To run yeah. for the ball when it was he, coming through. Young lads, though, with the old jaw, aren't they? At the end of the day. But he's quite experienced, really. He's had two full seasons now mm-hmm. in Fleetwood. You've bit your ways impressed. You've, you know, he was twice nearly voted player of the year for him. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe it's because he doesn't really know the lads and he's trying to work in. I mean, Nathan Collins looked strong again. Yeah. Looked good. I think we need to make sure we keep hold of him. Don't let the big boys come in and knock for a cheap price. Well, the thing is, if they don't start getting game time, then they're going to leave, aren't they? Because the thing is, we've seen it with other players that have not been given that chance and now they've gone. And, and that's not what we want when we've got, let's face it, a very ageing back four, haven't we? Well, we've got an ageing squad, never mind, back four. Um, but we have got these young kids and that's that's the thing I'm quite impressed with. I mean, what was your, your overall first impressions of Foxy? Steady one too. I think I think that's what he's been brought in for though, isn't it? At the end of the day, you can tell the difference between him at left back because he, he he plays that position. I liked him overlapping. I think he linked well yeah. with the timing. I think that pace and both players made a difference. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that, that's ins- that that insurance with Fox give that license for for time to get forward. Well, I think that's what we've been struggling with towards the end of the season um, under Michael and even though, even though we did amazing under him was that Indy couldn't do the bombing forward and support McLean. So Fox is only going to be a big improvement for me. It's going to be a big improvement just to have a natural left back left back at the yeah. club. Sorensen played okay. Thompson's ball delivery was incredible again. Um, Oakley Booth I thought was decent. He was getting in and around and he was, he was moving yeah. off the ball, moving with the ball well as well. Um, but I wanted to put a bit of a mention in for Benny Kofobi retained, who had a goal disallowed because of a push. And, Basically, was causing him my role. He could have, he scored, could have scored an attribute benefit. Yeah, he, had, to be honest. Really. he played well, even yeah. though he was on his own. We were getting the ball in the areas to him, and he took. He took I mean, one was cleared off the line. His third, third chance. He could see a different Benick. I've said it before. <coughs> New manager, he might get a different player out. The thing is, we he's already proved Michael O'Neill that a lot of these lads want to play for him. And at the end of the day, Benny didn't do too bad when he was at Stoke the first time. Yeah, he, he he just didn't suit it either manager, did he? Let's be honest. He still finished top scorer that season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and underneath from Jones, he just looked like a fish out of water. He, yeah. he did look poor. And I probably judged him on that. 
But <coughs> the thing is with, with Benny, he, he looks sharp. For somebody who's just come back from a long-term injury as well, we've got to remember he's, he's had a year-long injury. And he looked quite sharp for somebody who's been out for a while. Yeah. I mean, he was to be honest, he's really lucky not score. And yeah. That that's the thing. Yeah, he can't. He can't be grudging on his performance yesterday. Not at all. Um, like I say, he's got an assist. He's had chance after chance. I can't fault him really. I really can't. I think it was a whole round good squad squad performance really. I mean, he's obviously he's trying to test out the youngsters against the lesser teams. Yeah. Because we've got three friendlies coming up now. I think Shrewsbury. Um, Newcastle and there's another one but I can't think who that is Southampton I don't think it's Southampton I think it's somebody in the championship isn't it? Um, um, but the thing is this might be one of them as well where because obviously we Burton, need Burton, Albion. Burton, we, we need to start balancing the boots a little bit so is he looking at what we've got in the, in the youth team as well well, I think what I think what he's doing, I think against probably lesser teams like Shrewsbury and Burton, we will see some of the kids. Mm. And then in the Newcastle match, I think he will play he's his first 11. I think yeah. McLean will be back in, Cam will be on the right, yeah. Powell will be back in the midfield, Powell. Alan if he's fit, yeah. or a superstar that we're on the verge of signing on the talk. <laughs> um, I, th- I think that... It, it's good, I think it's good friendlies. I think it's good. I think it's so ones where we might be able to get Benning score one or two goals and get his confidence right up. That's why he's putting Shea in at Linfield because I think he's got high hopes for Benkophobia next season to be the man that can get us the goal this and, the line, and get yeah. us at the top of the pitch. I think, I think I'm impressed with everything he's doing to be honest as a manager. I, I can't sit here and knock or judge, judge Michael O'Neill at all. I think he's doing everything right. The kids perform well. Time and impressing now under Michael O'Neill because yeah. he didn't impress under Nathan Jones or uh, just proves what ca- what a character Michael O'Neill is because the the, the difference in some of the lads is not and do it's joke yeah. and cheese the, the, the thing is time and I'll sit here and hold my hand up I wrote him off on a number of occasions Yeah. but at the moment he's moved him just that little bit just that man management are going you know left back you let's move you up a little bit yeah let's put you up the pitch because he isn't a left back no, we know he can't defend so yeah. We, we, he has been misplaced as a player. Yeah. But how, how, uh, I can't even say it. How many other players have you seen before um, who've changed position over the years? Well, Jordan Thompson's one. Yeah. I still don't know where you're playing. No. I really don't. Yeah. I don't I think don't, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody does. He, he's played on the way for Blackpool. <laughs> I don't know where to play him, but the fact is he's got a fantastic ball on him. And when he's playing in the midfield areas, he... he but he's great at whipping the ball and he's, he's a great cross for the ball and he, he seems to find his man. Could you not say that about Powell as well? A little bit. Powell is he's good. a funny one, isn't he? Powell, Powell's sort of a cam, but he's more of a centre forward. He's, he's more of a... He's not a striker, but he's not... He's not a... He's like a DIY, either. isn't he? Yeah, he's like... He's for, me, he's a, he's, for me, he's a centre forward that you play yeah. off a striker. And the problem is, of course, we haven't got really a knock-on man that can score goals and get the space mm-hmm. in for Powell. But to be fair, in that higher central midfield position, Nick Powell's been brilliant anyway. So he's not bad at running at players, though, is he? No, he's 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 a tricky, go- he's a good player. There's a reason why Man United had him, and there's yeah. a reason why he was so impressive at Crew. Mm-hmm. So, f- to be honest, if we get a player like that for free, you have to give credit to the board for that kind of signing because it is a good signing for nothing. Yeah. And the thing is, the man who brought him in couldn't get a, couldn't get a game out of him. Yeah. Then Michael O'Neill comes in and turns him into a fantastic player. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, 
I think the time away from football with COVID has probably given Michael O'Neill that time to assess, assess everything, every problem, every up, down, everything. And I don't know. I just, I do, I still stand by. I do think we're going to have a much better season this year. I think we'll definitely have a much better season. I think I really do. I've, I've got my confidence in him now. I think we're going to, I think we're going to win the championship next year. <laughs> I'd love having your optimism. <laughs> I'm like this at the start of every season. Yeah. If you put it, if you, if you listen back to every pod at the start of the season, we're winning the title by Christmas. I'm pretty certain you said Nathan <laughs> Jones was the Messiah last year. Yeah, well, I said I called Rowan King Rowan as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is what happens. I get too excited. I get excited in the build-up and then get instantly let down. Before you know it, Paul Lambert will be back. Yeah, maybe that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, how did he get the job in the first place? He must have thought... You want me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh about that, about Paul Lambert, we'll quickly cover that bit, is that when he joined the season he signed for Stoke, at the start of the season, we made it work, Don and Joe, Joe who was the Vale fans, they were talking about how crap Vale are and this, that and the other. And I said to him, I tell you, you should take a punt on it, it'll be expensive, but Vale should get Paul Lambert in. And then, just after Christmas, he's Stoke manager. Yeah, he must, have, he, must, he must have been rubbing his hands together. <laughs> I've got this gig. I'll yeah. take it though. I hope it isn't. It'd be nice, have it? Because let's face it, it's been a tough season this year. Tough foot on footballing terms, tough with everything that's gone on after the fact that we were possibly two, three games away from going down at one point with a big break. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for every fan, really. It'd just be nice next season to just be sitting here at the end going, yeah, well, we haven't got anything to worry about. We're going down, we've had a good season, maybe we've had a good cup run, you don't know. Yeah. I just I just want a nice, quiet season. Yeah. The only way I want it not to be quiet is if we're at the top. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we're going to be down the bottom. I think no. we'll be in the mix for the playoffs, look, looking at what we've done. I think the Newcastle friendly will be a big judge, just to see how we cope with a, a team from an high division and... There's no point, you know, putting everything on that because, it's, as I say, it is still a friendly. Mm. And you can, if you remember Nathan Jones starting the friendlies, I think we won them all, and yeah. look what happened. So it's it's one of them, right? So we're going to so we'll go into another bit of news that's come out this week that I find quite hilarious. When the Stoke fans come back, no singing. <laughs> Do you know the first thing I said? I'm not going back. Then. That's the first thing I said. You're just thinking, no singing. And singing going to cause COVID. What happens when you get on at half time? Get a burger. Can I have a burger? Can I have a burger? You have to wear your mask, won't you? <laughs> Just ridiculous. No, when you read into it, it, it does sound ridiculous at first, and it is really. I mean, I mean, how are you going to stop? How many other fans can go in singing is quite ridiculous, really. There is, there is a, a common sense and a method to it that makes a little bit of sense. Like, of, of course, shouting is like nearly as bad as coughing it spreads yeah. it everywhere which is fair enough but I mean how are they going to police it they can't police pubs at the moment how the hell are they going to no. police 18-20 thousand fans singing do you not think it's a bit when when they say right everyone must must wear a mask in like the pottery centre I've been in the pottery centre today they've got a calf upstairs the calf's got a seating area where everybody walks once you sit down with a coffee there you take your mask off yeah. But people can walk past you with a mask on. Mm. So it sort of defeats the whole point of well, it. Really, the reason that is because you can't drink a cup of tea. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like, 
Joe Boggs could be walking past. Oh, she's got no mask on. Cough all over you. We don't condone that Joe Boggs has got COVID. <laughs> Where have you we, we don't know. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just a bit, I don't know. I, I don't know what's good they're doing. Why didn't they come in at the beginning? Well, this is the thing I've always said. I don't understand why masks weren't brought in, but there's some cracking videos of people who've cut them in half and eating. <laughs> when it opens up in the mouth yeah. it's like why why what <laughs> really I mean I do look like a bank robber in mine yeah yours is quite bad mine looks like a Bane one well he said it was a Bane one but it, it doesn't mine's yeah. a bit sinister really yeah yours is a bit crazy to me I don't know if you get I don't know if that's going to actually come in they're talking about it just because but if it does if we can go in and not sing but it means we can all go in then you're going to take it on yeah yeah, you've just got to you just got to pull up with it. It's going to have to be a little bit of a move point when we score, isn't it? Where you just clap and that's it. It's like Arsenal, isn't it? We just yeah, we just like the Emirates. It's like an Arsenal fan. It's like oh, very good, very good. Let's jolly on play on. Anybody for a prawn sandwich? And you got him that other one, troops. Fan blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like you say. We've missed so much football now. I, I, I'm, I'm hating it. I'm, I'm absolutely hating it. The thing is, this is the longest since of probably a child, a young child, that I haven't been this long. It's it's killing me now, and it, it could be another couple of two three months. Yeah, and it's it's dead. It's really annoying. What's scaring me is is more and more cases are reappearing everywhere. Yeah, I just wish everyone would stay in. Just stay in so I can go football. Just, I still I still think we should have stayed in lockdown a little bit longer. I, I, I still I still think it's madness soaping pubs. Fair enough, like meal pubs out in the country and stuff like that. Fair enough, then. Mm. But I don't understand why they've opened up Manchester, they've opened up Hanley and all them places. They're getting shut down now. Yeah, they're all getting shut down. Obviously, not for so obvious you... reasons, because they can't police them. Yeah. You can't just get two bouncers who are supposed to look after the door, then look after everyone inside. You're only 800 mil away from him. Get back. <laughs> I've got my tape measure out. Get, yeah. get away from here, you. Put it down. Yeah, it's just... I, I've drove past our local today and there's no social distancing whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, it, obviously with the cases reappearing... It just proves the seriousness of it, doesn't it? Well, somebody yeah. told me it works for the actual um, one in Manchester, the testing centre. She told me that they, they all think it's madness that pubs have been reopened. Yeah. It, it just doesn't it's make sense. It's not a necessity. That's the thing, isn't it? The problem is that it brings in a lot of tax for the country. So it's not for medical reasons. They've opened it up for, for cash flow, really, yeah. to bring money in. The thing is, though, you can drive down through through Bellefort on Saturday. Isn't that busy anymore? Isn't that busy anymore? But uh, yeah, uh, going into that, so we'll, we'll talk about the transfers rumours that's been happening this weekend. It's been mayhem, absolute mayhem. First off, we managed to get Stephen Fletcher through the door, a uh, free transfer from Sheffield Wednesday. The big topic though that's come up between fans this week is that he's thirty-three. Yeah, it's it's another thing about old man again, and it's as obviously we've spoke about it before about youth and stuff but the thing is he is a proven goal scorer at this level isn't he he's a, he's a, he's a tricky player he's good at he's good at holding the ball up he's good at as we all know scoring goals he's a he is a good player when it first signed I was like oh you're joking me aren't you, aren't you? a 33 year old but we've we've got to be realistic where we are we still can't spend any money yet Financial fair play is done. Covid, you've got to remember Covid's it in. So yeah. we've got to be careful with the money we spend. And to be fair, he could probably do a job for one, two years. 
to be honest. Because even if he doesn't, even if he has one good season this year and then fades away next year, it doesn't really matter because his contract's up. He won't get more than two years anyway. The only thing I can look at it is fair enough. Oh God! It wouldn't surprise me if he's got a a bonus, a promotion bonus or something in his contract. The thing is with him that I think he'll be a good player for sort of the short time because he's he's basically a bit like Vokes and Gregory put together. Yeah. And. I, I don't mind. It's I'll I'll take it and see how it gets on. I'm not going to sit here and judge it. Yes, like a lot of people have said, it's not exactly ambitious bringing a 33 year old in, but really for the capability that Fletcher has to get a younger version of him, you're talking you're talking between eight and ten yeah. million pound. I mean, Cosgrove talked about being cost at nine million. That shout here, Lawrence Shankland at Dundee United, he was linked at 12 million. And not proven in English football. And not proven. Well, Shankland didn't even proven in the, in the Premier League, in the Scottish Premier League. So it's a hell of a gamble for that kind yeah. of money. And we don't want to keep falling down that trap of buying a, a, a gamble that doesn't work. Yeah. So for me, Fletcher is a gamble that will work. Yes, he's the wrong age. Yeah. But the thing is, if we go up, he'll probably got rid of anyway. They'd probably say, thanks for what you've done. He is a bonus and will yeah. cut your contract because we've got to get a Premier League version of him. Yeah, because the money's there for it then. Isn't it? Yeah, because we'll have the money spent then. So it works out for me. I mean, could you understand a lot of the fans' negativity though? I can. And I can. The thing is, I'll, I'll be the first to say I've sat here and, and said that I'm sick of seeing old men come through the door. It's been year after year. Auntie Ashley Williams come that year. I, Stephen Ward. Stephen Ward. They, they've, they've come and gone and and the thing is, I mean, you can. I just, I wanted a more of a youthful side. I'd more prefer to have gone. I will tell you what, we'll get a loan player in from the from like Man City or something, mm. and bring him in for a year. But they aren't cheap though, are they nowadays? The problem is there's loan fees that come in now, and half of them are quite dear. I mean, yeah. I think Swansea paid three million pound just to loan Ryan Brewster in. So it's, look at the goals he scored for him. I think he'll scored eight. Well, they come in for half a season then. Yeah, and it's a decent return, you know I mean? but it's three million pounds for a player you're giving back at the end of the season. Yeah. It's a lot of money, really, for a club that's, you know, struggling. You might as well have it, Stephen Fletcher. On, on it's it's just like a loan deal. I think with the current financial situation and with financial fair play, I think everybody's a risk. I know it sounds stupid at all level. Everybody's a risk. You can bring Fletcher in now. He could do his cruciate and end his career. Well, he, he got a bad injury last season. That's why he only scored twelve, but. He scored 12 goals with a, with an injury. With a four-month injury. Yeah. So, and, and to be honest, before he got that injury, Sheffield Wednesday were feared. Yeah. So, to be honest, when you do look at it and look at it focus, because at first, you know what I'm like when it first comes in, he's 33, what yeah. a waste of time, that yeah. is. But then when you start actually looking and researching into the player, it's actually a decent deal. He's a player that's still in form, decent-ish player. He's, he's kind of done well for himself. I will yeah. take it. Yeah. Right, so we'll go into the other player that's signed but not yet signed. John Obi McCall, another 33-year-old. Very experienced. Champions League winner with Chelsea. Premier League, couple of Premier League winners with Chelsea. Went on to Middlesbrough where he won Player of the Year under Tony Peels but then left to go to Chabs on Sport. Um, left around Covid because he wanted to go home to his family which caused a bit of a, an upset and contracts were cut. Yeah. Um, and now he's looking to get back in football and wants to come back in England. Just don't look like the favourites. And another old man, old one as well. Though, it? <coughs> he's old, but are some Stoke fans looking at it as he's chucking all his eggs in one basket, thinking that all these experienced lads are going to get him back up? 
I think it's sensible, and the reason why I'm talking about it's sensible now, because I've, I've looked at it all, all morning really, I decided to have a, a good look into what I think he's trying to do. What I think Michael O'Neill's trying to do is bring in ready-made players now that haven't got longevity so that the young players can break in eventually yeah. when those contracts are up. Yeah. So when Stephen Fletcher, when he's 35 and his time's up at Stoke, because he won't get a new extension, unless he scores 40 goals in the next two seasons for Stoke, yeah. I, don't, I can't see him giving no. him a three-year deal. No. Well, a new deal of a no. year or two years. So he's going to be here for two years. But then that gives a youngster, maybe somebody in the academy or Campbell, to get that experience here and there to then replace Fletcher in that first yeah. team. Lassa Sorensen, for example, could go off and have two good years out on loan and then come back and replace John Oberman McCall yeah. and be that youthful midfielder that we do need. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm seeing. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, the thing is, it is cutthroat now down there what you can spend your money on. We are in a funny place now because we try and get people off the, off the books that we can't, nobody wants. Yeah, well, um, we're going to discuss them after, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, the likes of Macau and Fletcher, if they come in and do a job for a 12, 18 months, when it comes to the end of their contract, they can just walk straight out the door, can't they? Until we yeah. can get ourselves straight, get rid of some of the other names that we still haven't got rid of, the Bowers, the Indies, the Etabos and stuff. Yeah. Because the reality is they're going nowhere, though, aren't they? Well, well Vim has come back but it's been told stay away so's Bowie um, and Diane and Etebo have as well because they're both officially back at Stoke um, I think and Dye might go I think, I think that they might, if, if a decent fee comes in I think Stoke will cash in I, I think there's still enough interest in and Dye as well I think, there, I think there is a couple of clubs who'd take him on but he's getting the wrong age he's nearly 30 now so this, this is a strange mentality with players though isn't it now You've seen it this week with Gareth Bale saying that he'll sit there for the next two years on that contract and you just think, what legacy have you got? Fair enough, you've won Champions Leagues and stuff like that, but you'll always be remembered as that idiot who sat there for the rest of his career and let his career do Well, he's 31, isn't he? Nearly 32. Yeah, so he hasn't, got, he hasn't got much left. So the last two years ago when he was in his prime. Yeah. And the thing is, it's on about Ozil now. Ozil's come out this week at Arsenal saying, I want to fight for my place. Is he? But he's not going to get a contract. He's on three hundred grand a week. Well, no, he's, he's not about his contract. It's because he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave that contract. Yeah, he won't leave that contract. But the problem is, you sort of sit there on one side of the fence and go, "Would you leave that contract?" No. You wouldn't leave that contract for a pay cut, would you? No. You'd sit there all day long. <laughs> yeah, I'd sit there all day long. Go <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, let's go. Fusion fifty grand a week. We'll yeah, let's go. Let's go Spain. <laughs> There's, there's that. There's, there's two sides to that story, and, and you sort of think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's only one person who can be blamed for that, and that's Ozil. It's the club for giving him that contract in the first yeah. place. For a player that wasn't really shining, I mean, it's, it's like in Bueller and Vimmer and Bauer and all them. Like, it's not their fault that Stoke have brought them in and give these contracts. No. They should have done the due diligence. They yeah. should have seen the attitude they had. They should yeah. have seen that these players were there for one reason, one reason only: make yeah. money. The fact is with Bauer, it's been nothing but a joke. Apart from a, a short stint in the relegation battle from the Premier League, he's been average. The thing is, though, do you not think with these bigger players like Bale, like Ozil, when they had them opportunities, because United were sniffing about two years ago, all right, you probably aren't going to get what you're on at Madrid. You're probably going to get more like 250 a week, whereas he's on about 500 at, at what's it? At well, Bale. 
Yeah, yeah, he got six hundred grand a week yeah. anyway, on Madrid basically. How much money is he earned there in the last five years? Yeah, he doesn't need money about money. He could go in a, he could go in two hundred grand. The, the thing is with Gareth Bale, he could cut that contract and go play for his boy at Club Cardiff for the yeah. rest of his career. Yeah. Like Nicky Barmy did. He he cut his contract at where was it? Leeds or Liverpool? Yeah. And then ended up at his boyhood club and did six years there. Yeah. And a bit of a legend now at home. Yeah. He, he, he comes down to what you want in football. What's do you, what, he do you want already money? made? Oh, he's made millions. It's he's, not like... You well, at, he's on 600 grand a month. Yeah. A week, at, sorry. 600 you, you grand a week. The likes of Bauer and stuff, their, their contracts is small fry compared to Gareth Bale's. My point is, if you work it out what he has earned over five years on that contract, his kids... His kids' kids and everybody else will ever need anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's earned millions. He's earned absolute millions. And it's he's got his businesses as well, so he, yeah. he's, he, even if he retired, he's still loaded. His bonuses when they won the Champions League, yeah. the league, everything else. You just think you could have quite easily dropped to 200 grand a week. It, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's just. It's, it's power mad. It's like and and Etebo. The fact is that they're on good money for the ability. Well, they're on too much money. For the ability they've got yeah. their attitude stinks and other clubs know this like Etobo and Dai they've been tarred by that brush now so clubs who are thinking yeah go on we'll pay him that we think yeah. he's worth it you're a problem player yeah you're a problem player now they've got no interest as soon as you yeah. start behaving like a child because you're not first player in the, in the team every week I shouldn't be at this level yeah. well if you weren't at this level someone would have bought you someone would have straightened and gone here's yeah. 15 million we'll have him die off you yeah. so the only thing they're doing is ruining it for themselves yeah. And the thing is now we've got to shift all four of them. I think they'll all be out on loan if if we can get some of them out on loan. I've got a feeling there won't be many takers for Bowie. And the problem is when when you get to this level where we're just desperate to get them out on loan, that wage percentage drops, and we could be like loaning Bowie out for ten percent of his wages, and yeah. we pay ninety. Ninety, yeah. And it, it, it's it's just a big yeah. massive chain round because the thing is with Bowie and Bewley, Etebo, Vimy. You add their wages up, that's probably more than the squad is now. Yeah, and you just, other clubs will see that as desperation as well. He's standing at the door going, please take him, please take him. <laughs> just please have him on loan. We're only paying 10% of his wages. And <laughs> he just, that, it's like anything, isn't it? You go and look at a car for sale and the guy's desperate, you know you can knock him down. Yeah. You know you can knock the price down. And that's how they'll see players at Stoke. Yeah. Like we're desperate they haven't left in years to, to be honest I mean if somebody came in with a £1 million offer Stoke could accept it as long as they're willing to pay his wages Stoke yeah. could go yeah you know, a yeah. million you can have him yeah. but it's just one of them problems isn't it I mean we'll go into the other players that have been linked it looks like Jack Butland is going to be off Yeah. more likely Burnley or West Ham, West Ham we've covered that one weirdly no rumours on Joe Allen no, it's because he's injured. I don't see. I know he's injured, but I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm still surprised. I thought he might have been one of the leavers. I do, but it looks like he's here for good now. The problem is with Joe Allen. He's had quite a few little injuries all season. How many teams are looking at him going? He's getting a bit injury prone. Well, it was always there was exactly. interest in January, wasn't there? And there was interest in the summer, and there was interest when we came down. But this this summer, it's all dried up. It, it I'm looks... thinking. I'm thinking since COVID, well, since January, he's had about four little knocks here and there. Yeah, he's had that knock just before, obviously COVID and stuff, and he's had a knock after. Yeah, he's back training. He's back in full full flow training. So there's obviously he won't be far away. 
rumours are he might be ready for the Newcastle friendly, which hopefully it is, because gives us a good tester if he's back in the midfield. But then when you're looking at that midfield that I think's been pretty good this season, where does John Obi McCall fit in? I don't know. It's a strange one for bringing him in when you think we've got quite a lot of midfielders. I mean, I mean John Obi McCall's a good player, there's no getting around that, but who, who's going to come out that side? It's not going to yeah. be Lucas. Jordan Cousins. Well, Jordan comes and come in, but he's on the end because Joe Allen's injured. So, mm-hmm. is Joe Allen going to come out and it's going to be Lucas and Powell and... So realistically, if we do get John Obi McCall in, it would make sense to sell Joe Allen off. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's uh, maybe he is looking at him being injury prone. I don't know. But he's a good one for bringing money in. But the thing is, I can't see John Obi McCall coming Stokes sit on the bench. Even though he's 33, I just can't see him wanting to come and sit on the bench. And my fear is that he's going to drop Lucas. Yeah. I hope not. No, I hope not. I, hope I think not. he's our best player at the moment. Yeah. So I, do. I mean, I think it's a bit of a insult that he didn't win player of the year to be honest but stats wise it was James McLean and I'm not going to knock McLean anyway Kiefer yeah. Moore yeah he sort of reignited Kiefer Moore hasn't he for some, for some reason well Kiefer Moore's left hasn't he has gone to is he left now he's, I think he's gone somewhere yeah yeah I think um, we backed out on price from what I gathered yeah 1.8 million we didn't want Rice to that no he didn't want rise to that kind of money. Some crazy money, though. Crazy. <laughs> 1.8 million? Oh, oh. How much do you want, Fee? 12 million? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't even want to get into how much money we spent because we're all mad. Yeah, we haven't spent much for a couple of couple of seasons now, have we? I think we've only spent three, four million pounds last season. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much more on the rumour mill other than the players we've covered. Uh, I mean, Lee Gregory's been linked away, hasn't he? Well, with Fletcher coming in, I, I, I'd probably say, yeah, thanks for your business, but it is probably time let Gregory go with Fletcher coming in. But yeah. the problem is with Fletcher, with his age, is he's nearly going to break down, who's going to come in as cover, but I think that I think there's no chance in a million years with a shift, folks, so... I think Bokes is going to be the backup man now, NT for Fletcher and Afobi. I mean, they've got a strange one at um, Link today, which doesn't make much sense. There's Leeds left back, Leif Davies, on a season long loan. Now, we just bought a left back in. Backup left back. Backup left back, yeah. Backup be. left back. I think, there's, I think there's more to go yet. Yeah. I, th- I think there's still a few to go yet. I think Ty, he's already said that he's looking for offers for timing to get him out on loan. If he goes out and has a season out on loan as a left winger, could he be that person who replaces McLean in a squad? Well, he's not getting any younger, is he? I think timing from that performance against, I know it's just Linfield, but his performance against Nottingham as a winger, I think he's more suited. And the thing is, we've had no real word on Valenda. Well, he's, he's, he's back, isn't he? But he's, yeah. he's only on light training. Yeah. Which tells you a lot, really. I mean, that's. I mean, we had another announcement uh, a couple of days ago from the club talking about what's coming up. There's no mention about season tickets again, obviously. A new website launch. Well, the one they've got doesn't really work that well. Yeah, I tried it again the other day. Try to get my money back and it just says the same thing. Announcements about our future. Just a bit vague, really. Well, you, they haven't got a clue, have they? Sponsorship updates. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the ground sponsors. in September. Yeah. That's normal stuff anyway, so that always gets released before the start of the season anyway. The 1st of November, giving back announcements. That could be the season tickets, yeah. Yeah, 
just very vague from the club as per usual but but they don't know do they no. they're shooting in the dark yeah yeah because until the government say otherwise they don't really know what's going on we've got a birthday this week as well who harvey it's harvey's birthday stoke city fcr yeah yeah 17th birthday 17 today harvey yeah. one more year ago he's doing well actually he got 2000 subscribers on his youtube channel this week yeah. I was watching him. I'll tell you what, he was that he was that bothered about his subscribers that he actually missed the timing goal. <laughs> he was there, and he was there looking at nearly 2,000, and then he looked, oh, there's been a goal. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. So I watched it, and I was going to message him. He was supposed to be on the pod last week or the week before. Was it last week? week? Before, yeah, week, week before, yeah. and we got confused because he... Thought, well, I thought you'd be around four o'clock, but you didn't turn up till what was it, half seven? Traffic was shocking. <laughs> Traffic, fiddle. <laughs> Looking at two cars on the road, no one can afford. Yeah, there's been rumours as well about Andy, not rumours, but I, I think Adam Porter, Biddleflad, has been voted Scholar of the Year. All oh, right. That's, I, I, bet, I think I read that today. If that's wrong, I can only apologise. <laughs> but I just thought I'd get it on the pod as it's People just popping in anything out. <laughs> well, I made a bit of a clangor about John Henry McCall because I put on, like, on, online because I saw something on Twitter. And I thought, right, I better react to that. John Henry McCall signed. And then he hasn't signed. <laughs> uh, I mean, from what I gather, it is very, very close. From what I'm reading here, it's it's literally it's going to be done tomorrow. Into the day, yeah, it's that close. He's just signing now, medical tomorrow, and then probably sign Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest. Tis done. Yeah. So I am right. Just got a bit early. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit premature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's it. See, that's it for the week of news at Stoke City. Yeah. Nothing really much else is uh, going on. So we'll love you and leave you. You know where we are. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're on all podcast platforms, which you all know about now, if you aren't following us on there. If you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, if you're on, that always helps the pod. So thank you. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.